Welcome to Hey Sunshine, the podcast where all of you is welcome. There's no topic too taboo and no topic too woo-woo. These conversations are about inspiring you to open up your mind, your mind's eye, and your heart to all the magic the world has to offer. I'm your host, Shani Timms, so join me today as we dive into another episode. Hey loves, and welcome to the first solo ep uh, I have done. A little bit nervous, but I really felt the pull to record this one. And today we're going to be diving into the 10 things that have changed my life. So my spiritual journey started when I was about 24. And I've been going through an ongoing battle with my health, with gut issues, with parasites. If you've listened to the first uh, intro ep on the Hey Sunshine podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I just felt like it was an endless journey to get back to health. And at the time, I'd left a five-year relationship. I'd also left my corporate gig and I'd just started my business. And when I started this personal development journey, <laughs> I had no idea what I was in for. Um, there's no guidebook for this stuff. You just got to go in and just see what happens. Um, and that's part of the beauty of it. But this point in my timeline in my life was literally the change that I needed and completely springboarded me to a new way of being, way of operating, way of living. And it's funny when I like think back, close my eyes and really look at the timeline of my life. It was like a veil was lifted after this point in my life. I started to see things differently. I started to live more. I started to embrace the beauty and the synchronicities all around me. And it's like I took off foggy glasses and I could see clearly for the first time in my life. And it's not to say I wasn't living before because I was. But it was just, it's a new way of being and living. And I'm not saying this is the only way to live and that people who haven't gone through this aren't living. This is just my journey. Um, and I'd love to share a little bit about what really helped shift me into higher states of being and into just like next level versions of myself. So just to set the scene, it's literally like six o'clock on a Friday night. I have just had this urge to record this app. Um, and I find whenever I have these urges, I just need to do it. So here it goes. So the first one on my list, and I just think this is so important for anyone really, is to surround yourself with people who are on a similar path to you. And that could be like you're into yoga. And so you're hanging out with people who have a similar interest to you and love going to yoga. Or perhaps you love reading and so you're surrounding yourself with people reading. For me, I love growing my business. I love personal development. I love spirituality. So being in this space in Byron, literally surrounded by all of that, it just, it just helps you grow and it helps you sort of up-level your thinking. And surrounding yourself by people who are on that path you are actually opening yourself up to so many more ideas, so many different ways of being in different mindset shifts, which is so powerful. 
And there's that classic saying, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. So if you can think of how could I start hanging out with people who are doing what I want to do or who are where I want to be in my life, just with that one shift alone, you can easily see how much your life can change and how much can shift in your life just with that one thing. So just a funny example, I used to be a massive party girl. Um, You may or may not know that about me, but I really would surround myself with people who were partying and that's, and that's what I reflected in my life at that time. And I don't wish that that part of my life was any different because it, it hundred percent springboarded me and, and put me on this path that I am today. But yeah, I do think my, my party days have now been uh, changed into Nana days. Um, but yeah, just shifting who you're hanging out with can really, really um, change the trajectory of your life. So the second one is <laughs> this one, uh, we'll go a little bit deep, but MDMA therapy and different plant medicines. So MDMA therapy uh, was one of the most powerful things that I ever did for myself. And this was, would have been last year. So um, 2021 in about April. And um, I'd heard from a few different people who had tried this different modality and just to set the scene a little bit. So you actually take MDMA with the therapist and you're there for about five hours and you're journaling for me, it was it was a lot of self-guided healing and journeying, but you're journeying, journeying through anything that is um, bringing you grief, any trauma, anything that you want to discuss. And the way that it was sort of structured for my experience is I would state the current problem, how it stands in my life. I would then, my high, it was literally connecting with your higher self. My higher self would state when that pattern or that um, programming really was embedded in childhood. Uh, And then you're actually providing your own medicine and your own healing to this. So it was literally this um, sequence of what was the problem, where did it stem from in childhood, and what what is the current solution? Um, And that was uh, just the most amazing experience. And I just remember leaving afterwards being like, wow, that was the first time I fully connected with my higher self. It was a stream of pure consciousness. Um, it was one of the most beautiful things that I've ever experienced. And it's just this way that you can bypass the conscious mind, tap into the subconscious and rewrite any beliefs or anything that's holding you back Um, and just really it's an empowering way because you are your own medicine. And another one is, uh, magic mushies. So I don't know if anyone listening, I'm sure you have tried this in your life, but this just like helps you embrace the beauty and the magic of your surroundings. And I remember when I first moved to Byron, I was like, oh, only hippies do magic mushrooms, but they literally have, I've had some massive, you know, life altering experiences on mushrooms where I've like left my body and felt the sense of oneness and just being completely enveloped in that feeling of love and that feeling of acceptance and that feeling of we are all connected. So that was super powerful. And, um, and definitely under this, uh, banner 
just alternative therapies and modalities. I remember a couple of months ago, I went to a healer in Byron and it was unlike anything I have ever seen. And I'm one to just like try anything and put myself out there. Um, and this healer travels around the world and, um, oh my God, it was like people in there were having like full on convulsions. They were like chanting, they were, you know, it was one of those ones where like they literally drop down in the middle of the healing and they're just like convulsing. Um, I've never experienced anything like it. I wasn't in a convulsing state, but the, the shift that I felt was so crazy. And like, that's what really helped me launch this podcast. I'd been sitting on the idea for two years and never actioned anything. And my intention in that healing session, there was about 70 people in the room just to sort of um, paint the picture for you. But my intention really was to open up my throat and open up and be able to share my voice. And afterwards I'd couldn't stop talking. I literally, I just had so much energy around my throat and I was so ready to just share my stories and no longer be hiding in the spiritual closet and just fully embrace who I am and start to share that. So the next one, number three on my list of 10 is working with a coach. So I feel like coach sounds a bit wanky, but it's like, there are so many incredible people who are coaches who can really help you take you help take you to that next level of self. So right now I'm working with a money coach. Uh, we're working on a relationship and erotic blueprint coach. She'll be on the um, podcast uh, in a couple of episodes time, uh, working with a business coach. And all of these people are so pivotal in my growth because they really help you stay accountable and, and really help springboard you to that next level and that next version of self. So the next on my list, and this might not be for everyone, but moving into state was a massive thing that really helped shift my life. And when I lived in Melbourne, I just, it was almost like this feeling, this underlying feeling of knowing that there's something more out there, but not being able to put my finger on it. I always had this niggle that there was something else out there. And I'll share more on my journey um, about when I was meant to move to Barcelona and this was pre-COVID. And um, I, I just knew that my life wasn't there in Melbourne anymore. And my life and my journey was really at this pivotal point in time where I had to choose, do I want to stay in Melbourne where I don't feel like there's anything for me? Yes, I have so many amazing friends there and my beautiful family. And I had all these comforts and life was okay, but I knew that there was something more out there. So really moving into state was just such an incredible part of my journey that it helped me leave behind an old version of me that I didn't feel was authentic to me anymore. And I'd outgrown that version. And it really gave me the power to show up as me. And a really big part of, of that move was detaching from an identity that I had created, which was the business owner, which was the party girl, which was all these different things that no longer felt relevant to who I was. And that's like anyone going through, um, you know, this transformation and growth, we're going to surpass all these levels of us that are no longer relevant. And that's okay. But really moving into state helped me step out of familiar, familiarity and step into unfamiliarity and fully embrace this um, 
newer, authentic version of myself. And the next part, <laughs> uh, number five on my list, working for myself and running a business. I've literally always said running a business is like spiritual growth and personal growth on steroids. You cannot run from your shit. It will bite you in the ass and it will literally hunt you down when you're not looking. And I kind of love that about running a business is because it literally keeps you in check and it keeps you in full integrity about the growth that you're doing and the work that you're putting out there. And everything you do for, your, for yourself, your business betters, which is crazy because it's like every course that you do, every bit of personal development that you do for yourself, it is reflected in your business, which I just absolutely love. And number six on my list is listening to my intuition. So it has been such a journey tuning into my intuition and really tapping into how it wants to show up for me. There have been so many times in, in my life where I have not recognized it's my intuition speaking and ignored it and realized in hindsight that was my intuition speaking pretty loudly. Um, and it's really learning the difference between intuition and ego learning the difference between a whisper and, you know, the shouting in your mind and really unpacking how my intuitive hits come to me. And these come for everyone so differently as well. You know, for some people, it might just get that gut feeling or some people, they might just have, you know, a vision or a clear seeing, or for some people, it might just be a dream that they have that um, helps them sort of really tap into their intuition. But it all comes so different to us. So learning how it lands for you. Um, and for me, I think I shared on a couple of episodes, but it really lands me. I'm claircognizant. So it's like I just get this hit and this knowing in my body and every cell of my being, this is the thing, um, which is pretty confronting sometimes, um, but also pretty cool. So number seven on my list of things that changed my life is following my heart. So there's been many times in my life where I have made a decision that does not make any sense to anyone around me. But in my heart of hearts, I knew this was the right decision for me. And it's scary and you don't know how people are going to receive it. But stating what you want and your desires and following through with that, there is no level of um, like self-love and self-acceptance and dedication to self more than that. So for example, like leaving businesses that no longer made me happy, um, they didn't serve me anymore. And that's okay. Like, I think we're, we're so caught up in having to stick something through and seeing it through and like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And like, maybe one day it'll feel good, but just tapping into that present moment, what is serving my highest good? Is it this? Yes or no. Um, and, and it, like it's okay to, you know, maybe not appease, you know, parents or friends or business partners. Um, and in the, in the long run, when we follow our highest self and we follow our highest excitement, it works out for everyone else as well. So also following my heart and starting new businesses and trying new things that excite me. Um, I've never been one not to try something. And I think as a three, five projector, I try all the things and some work and some don't. And just knowing that not trying is a failure, but trying and failing is not 
um, is not actually a failure, which is pretty cool. So number eight on my list of things that have changed my life is overcoming the people pleaser. So I say that I'm a reforming slash reformed people pleaser and like people pleaser, like the word just feels icky to me. Like it just feels gross. And that's because I've been there. I really struggled to say no. I was always putting other people's needs before my own. And I think there's a lot of people that can resonate with this and just feeling like I need to appease everyone else in my life because they matter more than me. And it sounds funny when you say it out loud and you're like, oh, maybe I don't think like that. But when we just think on like the deepest of levels, our intention behind what we do, what we say, how we show up, who, who are we trying to please? And that's really, really shifted for me. And I'm proud of how far I've come in this journey and, and it hasn't been easy, but just learning to say no, still working on it, still working on all these things, having boundaries, boundaries used to be so hard for me. And like, I would struggle to say no to a friend when they asked to go out for a coffee or a catch up. And I'll be like, yeah, sure, let's go. But for me, really tapping into what do I need in this moment? Is it that? And I think sometimes boundaries can be like, you know, get tied up in like people having flaky boundaries. But like, I think when we can be strong in our boundaries, it's such an honor and service to ourselves. And it's an honor and service to other people. Because when we're strong with our boundaries, people know how to operate and know what you can stand for when you're in a friendship, when you're in a relationship, when you're in any sort of situation like that. And a big part for me in my journey was understanding you can be a good person and you can have boundaries. They are not exclusive. So number nine on my list, dating. Oh boy, was this a big freaking spiritual growth pattern for me. Dating was massive. I always laugh, running a business and dating were my two biggest containers of growth for me. And like dating, I was so dialed in. I was so wanting to find my person that anything that was showing up, I was so hypersensitive of it. And any patterns that were showing up, I was diving in deep. What were they meaning for me? What do I need to learn from this? Um, so a big pattern for me was moving out of low self-worth behaviors when it was when around dating. And you can imagine a uh, people pleaser in the dating scene isn't a good combination. Um, and there were so many times where I abandoned myself in the dating scene and just being able to now in hindsight, recognize those patterns and really just see in this present moment, what is, what is the medicine that I needed from those times and how can I, um, how can I bring that love and everything to myself and not be outsourcing it? So learning about attachment styles and dating as well was massive. Um, I am an anxious avoidant attachment style, which is that rare one that is uh, equal part anxious and equal part avoidant, which is a very fun thing to navigate <laughs> while you're dating. Um, and really learning what I want and what I don't want in a relationship. Um, really tapping into, okay, is do I want this because they want it or do, do I want this because I want it? And also trusting my intuition through dating. I know I mentioned on the first episode in this podcast series, but my intuition came through so strongly in dating and I would know 
and get these full downloads, whether this person is going to ghost me or whether they're going to abandon me or all these things. And it was really like my intuition was so dialed up through my dating experiences. And the last thing on my list, and I'm sure there are so many other things that changed my life. So it's hard to put these in a list and, and refine it to 10. But finding my person, finding Blake was one of the biggest things that changed my life. And there was so much healing alone in stepping into this partnership and this relationship. And and even knowing that a person like this exists out there in the world was just so powerful for me because especially moving from people-pleasing, low self-worth in dating, I didn't know that this, well, I knew on some level, but I didn't really feel like, what if this person isn't out there? Um, I was faced with, you know, one, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to use the word F-boy, but like one um, relationship test after relationship test but then to finally find the person who was willing to do the work, was willing to show up for me, was not going to abandon me when I was, you know, going through my anxious avoidant flare-ups, let's just say. But there was a lot of fear when I, when I started to lean into this relationship with Blake. And it's like, am I worthy? Is this going to last? Is this too good to be true? And just seeing all of these stories and limiting beliefs trying to catch me out, trying to prevent me from fully allowing and fully receiving this relationship. And it's scary when you're being seen in a relationship. Like I'm not talking like seen, I'm talking fully seen for everything that you are, everything that you say you are, everything in your being and your human for being seen in that fully is scary. But Stepping into that and just allowing that was such a massive part of my journey and building the trust with the masculine again. I think I'd been through so many failed dating, well, failed quote unquote dating experiences that I did lose trust in the masculine and I wasn't sure that person was out there. So I definitely gave Blake a bit of a hard time when we first started dating because I was trying to test him and see if he is in integrity with who he says he was or is. <laughs> And also calming my nervous system in a relationship. So when, as, as it was that anxious avoidant attachment style, my nervous system was all over the shop. You know, is he messaging other girls? Is he doing this? Um, can I trust him? All of those questions started to come up. And really, when you think about it, it is an element of self-sabotage because this relationship is here, but my mind is getting in the way. And really, it's about tapping back into your heart. This is here for a reason. Um, this relationship that you're calling in is possible. And then the next one um, in number 10 is really creating rituals to connect and deepen our relationship. So that has been such a massive part of our journey together, Blake and I, and um and I think a big part for me about finding my voice in in the relationship um, and in a relationship in general. I think in the past um, I'd always sort of just gone with the flow and thought I don't want to rock the boat. But having that space, we do like a Sunday ritual of connection where we have um, like half an hour and it's just this open space of non-judgmental communication where we can chat and when we can bring anything to the table and it's a space to listen and receive and just really table anything that we want to workshop so really allowing that time 
allowed me space to step into what do I really need? What, what is being met in this relationship and what isn't? Um, and that was just such an impact, impactful part of, um, one, building my trust in the masculine, two, knowing that this sort of relationship does exist and that I am worthy of receiving this, um, this relationship as well. So that was just me spitfiring 10 things that really changed my life. Um, as I said, I'm sure there are so many more, but that is really the ones that came to mind when, when I um, decided to do this episode. Uh, but I would love to hear from you if there's anything on that list that you've tried or that, you know, has really changed your life as well. And there may be so many more ideas that I haven't done too. So with that all said, I'm grateful for you guys listening in and coming on this journey. Um, and I hope some of this resonated with you. Uh, and I definitely hope you took a lot away from this episode. So we'll see you on the next episode and just sending you guys so much love. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Hey Sunshine. I'm so grateful you're coming along on this journey with me. If you've loved this episode, be sure to hit subscribe and share it with a friend or two. If you want to stay in touch, head to shani.tims on Instagram and say hey.